2: holy fucking shit what's
3: up ladies and gentlemen welcome to kind of funny games daily for tuesday january 18th 2022 a date that will live in infamy i'm one of your hosts greg miller on a widow wednesday alongside the rogue one at gary widow
0: that should be your uh the thumbnail get andy on the thumbnail right now holy fucking shit
3: it's a, this is one of the Remember that. I remember that like I, onion headline for you remember the onion man walks, walks on walks the fucking moon. moon? Yeah. That's yeah. what we
0: should do. Yeah.
3: Jesus Christ. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Although this is more like Microsoft
0: walks on, on Sony's fucking face.
3: If you've clicked on this episode and you didn't look at the, the thumbnail, the headline, you've been on an oil rig all day. You don't know what's happening xbox has bought activision blizzard the internet is on fire this news broke this morning around 6 a.m and everything has been insanity ever since we're gonna walk you through it in a giant episode i am sure uh there's no sense for any of the normal bullshit gary and i would do we need to get right to it because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can write it to be part of the show you can get the show ad free. You can get the show with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. You can get a bevy of other benefits like the X-Cast. Uh, you can watch them record that live on Friday. You can get it ad-free. You can get it as a post-show, and apparently it'll be the only game in town soon enough because Xbox is going to snap up everything. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it is no big deal. You can go to YouTube.com slash games, RoosterTeeth.com, podcast services around... The Globe, each and every weekday, to get a brand spanking new episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad free. Of course, you can be watching us record the show live on twitchtv Kind of Funny Games, just like, uh oh man, it's going fast today. Senor Nerd is, Foxy Steve is, uh, Frog Knight is. Uh, if you're watching live, of course, you have a special job. Go to slash You're Wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can keep the record straight for everybody watching later on all the platforms I already listed. And of course, if you really want to support us an extra mile on the Epic game store you could use the creator code kind of funny uh, if you use that then every time you make a purchase on the epic game store or if maybe you're joining back into fortnite to play some tilted towers uh you can get down on the platform of choice as long as you're using the epic creator code kind of funny but i digress uh, housekeeping for you before we get into just a, a, a what the fuck kind of day P.S. I Love You XOXO is live right now with the re-review of Horizon Zero Dawn podcast services, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And if that wasn't enough, myself, Andy, and Nick are starring in a Rainbow Six extraction Let's Play, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games right now. I think he might have brought in Snowbike Mike at some point at the end because he needed to pad it out because me and Nick were so good he wanted to bring in show what a beginner looks like but I'm not sure about that. And then if you can help us out, uh, Rooster Teeth is doing a podcast survey about all the different Kind of Funny podcasts. Uh, It says Kind of Funny podcast but actually talking about all the podcasts so if you could go to kindofunnycom of slash podcast survey it'll just take you a few minutes and it helps us out because people need to understand why we're so cool thank you to our patreon producers james davis aka at james davis makes blackjack and Pransky. today we're brought to you by hellofresh but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news.
0: What's the number one story, Greg? Well, there's three items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. But well, that, of course, is only a three. Number. Sounds like a slow news day to yeah, me.
3: Yeah, well, number one's got about 19 different sources and things to go off of, but we will start with what you all expect. Xbox has bought Activision Blizzard. Uh, I will begin on the Xbox's, uh, or Xbox's official site. Kevin already has it pulled up. You can see that beautiful graphic right there showing who is joining Xbox Game Studios. Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, StarCraft, to name a few. Uh, this, of course, is a letter penned by the one, the only, Phil Spencer, the big daddy over at Xbox. As a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide, and we've experienced the power of social connection and friendship that, make, that gaming makes possible. As we pursue that mission, it is, it is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. Over many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with the amazing, talented, dedicated people across... Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demon or Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Jeez. Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. Are you fucking kidding me? Until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete, the the Activision Blizzard business will report to me, this is Phil Spencer, of course, not Greg Miller, as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. We also announced today that Game Pass has now, has now has more than 25 million subscribers. As always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and more great games to Game Pass. As a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. Uh, we also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. Around the world, there is no more exciting venue for fun and connection than video games. And there has never been a better time to play than right now. As we extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone, we look forward to welcoming all our friends at Activision Blizzard to Microsoft gaming. Uh, This ended then with a look at the Xbox gaming leadership team. If you want to toss that up, uh, Kevin, I think it'll be important. You see Phil Spencer there at the head, all the mafia families, all the, all the leaders of the mafia families below. Um, This will be important when we eventually get into talking about culture, which, of course, Phil calls out here. And you would imagine a not so subtle reference to the fact that Activision Blizzard uh, have been lepers lately, obviously, being sued by the state for their frat boy culture and everything else. And the horrible shit that's happened there and all the fucking leaders that need to get bounced. And we will talk about if they will. But let's start at the very top before I bring any other information in, Gary. You wake up. You pour yourself a spot of tea, like I assume you do. You put in your monocle and you go to open the paper. You see this headline. What do you think? It's yes,
0: right after Jeeves has brought me my uh, freshly uh, ironed newspaper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and presented me with my uh, foie gras on a on toast or whatever it is. Well, I that's fucking... not, foie,
3: foie gras, is great. Let's not bring that. <laughs> horrible, horrible <laughs> way it's you know harvested. My I'm roasted
0: uh, peacock on uh, and, and scrambled eggs. Sure, sure I sure. um. Yeah, I was, I was, I was sitting there very much like Lord, you know, how like, you know, Lord Grantham, every Downton Abbey starts when, you know, he sits there and, goes, I Your mail, sir. This reference. and he, he opens up, he opens up the ladder, he le- he le- he's like, good Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, look, before we even, before we even get into it, yeah. let me ask you a kind of a meta question. Do you, cause I, I was thinking about this just before we went live, you've obviously kind of funny. He's been around for seven years. You've done games daily, you know, every, almost practically every weekday that it's been around. Sure so you would know do you as you search your memory can you think of do you think this is the biggest news day in the history of kind of funny games daily has there been anything that has ever rivaled this in terms I of mean, the seismic quality and proportion and implications of the news
3: no i would say this is the biggest news day and i i think w- honorable mentions of course to uh the bethesda purchase for xbox as well honorable mention to when it was live that sony pulled out of e3 but that's a different thing altogether right but like this is so many different things wrapped into one right where it is like i maybe i'm being foolish this is unexpected (laughs) i didn't see this happening it's happening while activision blizzard is caught up in so much turmoil it's happening you know as xbox game pass continues to gain momentum xbox studios continues to gain momentum it's happening you know on the heels of that activision blizzard uh disgrace Phil Spencer being like we're evaluating how we're going to work with Activision Blizzard going forward <laughs> like that was an on the record comment and what he meant is "Oh, we're thinking about buying these motherfuckers so yeah things are going to change the amazing, the amazing
0: the amazing, thing about it, like you said everyone it, it came as a surprise again we're still kind of talking around it before we even get into it because I mean it's so, it's so big it's like we can just talk about it without even really getting into it just the, the size sure. of it when you, sure. it's interesting right you know we we traffic very much in this industry in news in rumors And oh, I've heard this this person might be buying that person or whatever and but then but then something like this comes along which like you just said i think probably is the biggest news story of of the decade of the last 10 years in video games and no one even got a whiff of it coming right it just it just exploded onto everyone's you know inboxes this morning and everyone like the whole industry just did like the massive epic spit take and many people must have known about this right senior a lot of senior executives for sure Just just think about how many lawyers worked on this deal you know, like the bunch of people. And obviously these are all the kind of people that are going to keep stum, But it's just, I mean, it's amazing in and of itself that there wasn't even a whiff of this. Just just last week on the X-Cast, me and Mike and Paris were talking about how it seemed like Microsoft were having kind of like a slow Q1, like no big releases. Like, you know, what's Microsoft's next move? You know, Game Pass is doing good. Bethesda was big. But like, what's next? Like, what's the next big move they're going to make? Like, we don't know. Well, now we fucking do.
3: And I mean, and and it, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I feel like it is... Because, again, if you didn't know, is, you know this is uh, leading into this show, uh, like last week, I was probably, oh, nobody saves the world review embargoes on Tuesday. We'll get all <laughs> people to come in and talk about that game. I'm sure this is a really- real
0: like hold the front page. The editor, like literally you know, in the old days, he used to say stop the presses, right? Because presses. Would literally yeah, stop will, the printing presses on so the going to be the, the show. And, it,
3: and it's like you're yeah. saying, you're like, you know, you were wondering what their next big move would be like. Big move doesn't even describe this. Like this right. is and like you know it's it's that thing and there's so many different tendrils we're going to talk about. I have so much more information to give you, but like the conversations about Monopoly that have already started popping up. Not the fun board game that's the best board game of all time. The fact that you know is Xbox entering into Monopoly? Are we in? Like we've talked about it before of like oh this arms race between Xbox and PlayStation to buy up first parties and it's like or, uh, third parties and now it's like well. Do you have to do that to survive? Because this doesn't this I don't now Microsoft ain't fucking done. They're coming for everything. No.
0: I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe they're just getting started. There's only a handful of companies that can make moves on this level, you know, Apple, Google, Amazon, um, Microsoft, you, you know, and, and there's Xbox right in the mic, in the middle of that. So again, it's so it's such a big, you know, them Beth- buying Bethesda last year that was, we thought that was a big deal and it was right. But it's dwarfed by the size of, of, of this deal and sure. it's so big i mean, i think we're still all as you know we're kind of it's still it's still the am here in uh in the pacific time zone we only learned about this a, a couple of hours ago i think we're still trying to get our arms around it and there's so many area. different ways to to come at this story right there's let, so, there's so let, many so, angles
3: so yeah let, we're already into it let me give you a bit more information some of the bit more nuts and bolts that have been coming out all right uh bloomberg uh, I, this is the first person i saw a report, report and i apologize it was somewhere else but bloomberg's dina bass will pop up a little bit later with some more information uh has the deals pet, she's the one who broke it saying it was going to be around 70 billion dollars seven zero billion dollars uh, she then ca- she then responded to herself uh bringing it to 68.7 billion that's the number she has and that's what i've seen i haven't seen it confirmed anywhere that's more else kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you have a different number uh but if don't worry about it otherwise so then we want to roll from that into uh gamesindustry.biz's, uh brendan sinclair's report on this i'm joining an article already in progress pulling some stuff out of it uh talking about obviously uh, 68.7 billion that would be a That would be a significant premium over Activision Blizzard's market cap of nearly $51 billion. But, like many game outfits, uh, the Call of Duty and World of Warcraft publisher's share price has been trending downward over the last year. Activision Blizzard has also been the subject of immense public criticism since a July lawsuit by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing alleged pervasive gender discrimination at the publisher. Microsoft soon confirmed the deal had been reached uh, and put a price point of $95 per share on the deal, a 69% premium. Nice. Over Activision Blizzard's Monday closing <laughs> price of 65, uh, $65.39. Microsoft added that the addition of Activision Blizzard would make it the world's third largest gaming company by revenue, behind only Tencent and Sony. In November, Xbox head Phil Spencer sent an email to employees saying Microsoft leadership was disturbed and deeply troubled troubled by what happened at Activision Blizzard, adding that he was, quote, evaluating all aspects of our relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments, end quote. (laughs) It's it's a proactive adjustment if I've ever seen one, right? Uh, Microsoft has said that Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick will continue to serve in that position, but will, will report to Spencer after the deal closes. Microsoft did not say whether Activision Blizzard's franchise would be made exclusive to the Xbox platforms. Again, That's Brendan Sinclair, gamesindustry.biz. If you allow me, Gary, I will continue to give you more information because before we jump into anything that was there, I want it all out there because so much is breaking. So much is happening. I tweeted about this. Go give uh, your favorite games industry reporter a pat on the back. There's so much good shit out there right now. People answering questions we all legitimately have and giving more information about this thing, getting quotes they need. Everybody's killing it today. I'm very, very uh, proud of our industry, our side of the industry, the you know, reporting side of it. Anyways, though, back to Dina Bass, uh, who I already talked to from Bloom, or I who talked about from Bloomberg, who added this then, okay? This is about exclusive. Microsoft plans to keep making some of Activision's games for PlayStation consoles, but will also keep some content exclusive to Xbox at a person familiar with the company's thinking. Quote, I'll just say to players out there who are playing Activision Blizzard games on Sony's platform. It's not our intent to pull communities away from that platform. And we remain committed to that, Spencer said in an interview. Now we can get back to that. I think that's a. there's some words in there that you are you talking about. This is we're back to it's. This is all shades of Bethesda when we were talking about what does that mean? What where are we going with that? And is it going to be exclusive? And I'm sure Paris Lily will bust in like the Kool Aid Man in a second to be like, you don't spend seventy billion dollars to publish your game somewhere else. But we'll keep that in for a second. Let's now go to IGN where Joe Scrabbles talks a bit about Bobby Kodak's role. Microsoft has confirmed that controversial Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kodak will remain in his position after it acquires the company. Microsoft announced its intention to buy Activision Blizzard for almost $70 billion and made clear that Kodak would remain in his position until the deal is complete. IGN asked for a comment on what the future of the scandal hit executive would be after the deal. Quote, Bobby, Bobby, I'm sorry, they didn't say Bobby three times. That was great. Quote, Bobby will lead Activision Blizzard as CEO, as he has for the last 30 years, replied a Microsoft spokesperson. Together, Bobby and Phil will work together to ensure the, tra- the transition to this exciting new combined enterprise. The Activision Blizzard business will report to Phil after close, end quote. The spokesperson did not add details about Codex specific duties once Spencer steps in as CEO. It's possible that Kodak's position at the company will be under review after his contract expires. Last year, Kodak took a 50% pay cut as part of a contract that extends until a minimum of March 31, 2023. The Microsoft spokesperson did not make reference to that contract or if it would be extended. If that wasn't enough, here we keep going, right? Now we're talking to Karen Weiss over the New York Times. Karen Weiss of the New York Times tweeted this, just spoke with Bobby Kotick, Activision CEO, and he declined to say he will be CEO after the deal closes. Quote, post-close, I will be available as needed. If that wasn't enough, the Wall Street Journal added, and they have a whole bunch of people on their article, so forgive me for not running through names. They added this in right as we were going live. Bobby Kotick, Activision's longtime CEO, is expected to leave after the deal closes, according to people familiar with those plans. Microsoft has said in its announcement Tuesday that Mr. Kotick, quote, will continue to serve as CEO of Activision Blizzard, and that after the deal closes, quote, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Microsoft Gaming Chief Phil Spencer. But the companies have agreed that he will depart once the deal closes, the people said. And... If you need to just, I'm just throwing this meatball out there for you, ladies and gentlemen. This probably be one of the lead stories if it wasn't the day. NPD numbers for December are out and also the entire year. So if you're sitting there going like, man, $70 billion for Activision Blizzard, a disgraced company, seems like a lot. I send you to Eddie over at GameSpot who writes, Amid news that Activision and the Call of Duty series are being acquired by Microsoft, the NPD group has released its sales report for December 2021 in the full year, revealing that Call of Duty Vanguard and Black Ops Cold War are, are, are the top two best-selling games of the year. Vanguard was December's best-selling game of December in the full year, and the series has now been the best-selling game franchise for dollar sales for 13 years in a row. Gary. Yeah, I have laid out. We are in Hogwarts. I've laid out this giant buffet in front of you. My it's wizarding hat.
0: Where do you want to start? Well, I mean, like I said, there's so many different ways to, to, to come at it. A lot of people are talking about the Bobby Kodak of it all. And we'll, and we'll get to that. But let's let's maybe start with the part that the part of this that that to me, you know, has the most real world impact on game. Like, what does this mean for you, Johnny Gamer or Jenny Gamer? Hey,
3: I'm Johnny and Jenny Gamer.
0: I'll be Jenny. you be Johnny. OK. okay so johnny and jenny gamer are going what does this mean for us well largely All right, first, I'm, first sorry, of I'm, di- sorry, I'm sorry i'm sorry yes
3: are we married or are we brother and sister
0: friends with benefits
3: are we, no. oh, oh okay. that doesn't seem right that doesn't seem right that means
0: Game, gamer isn't our surname that's just what we oh, do oh, okay i'm sorry i didn't know i
3: don't
0: know what parts of the internet you've been hanging out on where brothers and sisters yeah, are did. fucking each other but
3: step brother i that we-
0: step, step. <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyway, back to it. We're Johnny and Jenny. I got it.
0: We're back in role play. We're back. Okay, in role play. so right. yeah. here's the thing. Johnny, over there, you're a PlayStation gamer. Jenny, me, I'm an Xbox gamer. So I am in Clover right now. I'm like, well, this is only good for me, right? But the the only change this means to me is a massive, massive, um, yet another massive uh, improvement in the value of Game Pass. All these Activision Blizzard titles, right? Now, I don't yeah. never have to buy another Call of Duty game. That's going to get rolled in any blizzard games which they're they're traditionally more of a pc publisher but again game Game pass ultimate's going to cover that as well so diablo starker it's all going to get rolled into game pass and this is just wonderful for me obviously the people that have reason to be nervous about um the, the implications here are non, like, particularly Sony gamers, right? And call it, here's the thing. We call it Activision, but let's be honest. It's Call of Duty Incorporated, and that's what that company has been for years. Under Bobby yeah. Kotick's leadership, Activision, which in its, in its prior forms was once a great company for innovation and experimentation. They did all kinds of really interesting different kinds of games. In recent years, in the modern era, in the Kotick era, the, the Activision has just become a company whose specialty is running franchises into the ground and call of duty is I'm really the last money. one that, and they make a lot of money you just you just saw Va- even vanguard which was critically and creatively considered a flop still made big numbers this year and so call of duty i i've been waiting for years for franchise fatigue to set in on call of duty and i think i finally just acknowledge it's never going to happen as long as they, they they just have to keep making them they don't even have to be particularly great like they, i didn't win the last time like a truly great call of duty game was Vanguard certainly wasn't it? I did like, uh, I actually enjoyed Cold War, but it was like a lot of people were mixed on it. More, the last Modern Warfare I thought was probably the best one in a while. The point is, that's what they have. When you look at that, it's interesting. When you look at that graphic that you put up earlier, here are all the things that Activision Blizzard have. This when there's like seven or eight games, up, yeah. only one of them is an Activision game. And guess which one that is? Fucking Call of Duty, it's oh, the yeah. only game they have. All of the rest, of the, the Blizzard is a much more vibrant, pl- you know, uh, portfolio of, of franchises Overwatch, Starcraft. Warcraft, Diablo, you know it's it's a it's a much it's a much more vibrant uh, uh, ecosystem over there. And then you know the Kings of Candy Crush, all that stuff is a license to print money. But then yeah, so you you, you can say like, oh, Activision is just a one-game company. But if you're going to be a one-game company, you're going to want that one game to be Call of Duty, right? Well, it's that's still,
3: that one thing. They're a one-franchise
0: company. Right? It's still it's still the biggest thing working on Call of Duty. Not, it's still that's the, how you annualize it. So. I guess the biggest question is do so let me ask you that let me first put this back to you sure. do you think there is a realistic scenario where microsoft really do bring call of duty in-house and say sorry playstation gamers from now on if you want to be a part of if you want to continue playing call of duty as you have for years you've got to come over to our side of the fence now get, get yes. yourself a game pass subscription
3: 100 percent, yes do you think and that's the
0: most likely scenario
3: yeah. I mean, let's I'll do this. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you know that the kind of funny uh, suite of programming has an amazing Xbox show called the kind of funny X cast uh, on it is a man named Paris. Lily. He's a snappy dresser. He's good looking. He works out a lot. And again, when Bethesda got bought, right, that was the big uh, when everybody's going back and forth. Is it going to be this? Is it going to be this Paris? What did you say about exclusivity for per- uh, for Bethesda?
2: I said that you do not spend $7.5 billion to keep things the same. And I will say now, you don't spend $68.7 billion to keep things the same. I absolutely think Call of Duty is going exclusive. When, whenever whatever contractual agreements may happen, probably by 2024, 2025, you will not get a new Call of Duty on a PlayStation platform. a level...
0: If if that's the case, Paris, and I, I, like I said, I'm kind of more on the fence about it, but because at the end of the day, it's an equation, right? It's like, is there more money to be made by continuing, by now being the publisher of Call of Duty on Sony platforms, which is a, you know, you make a lot of money doing that or by bringing at the end of the day, what, you know, has the, has the better end game for you. And I could see two arguments, but like, you know, I go back to what you said about Bethesda where we were talking is Starfield going to be exclusive? And the result was, well, yeah, of course it fucking is. Like, why did we ever think anything else? And then, as you said, seven—you don't spend seven billion dollars to keep things the same. When when there's when you're spending ten times that much money, maybe that's ten times as true. I'm just trying to imagine the 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 side. We're talking about seismic, the seismic level of butt hurt among PlayStation gamers. But G- one Gary. of their one of the biggest like Call of Duty is a multi-platform title, right? But I always feel like it's it's considered like playstation first that's generally where the time that you know the well, time that's because it's switched is. over,
3: right remember that during the xbox 360 time it, call of duty was all with xbox and even a little bit of xbox one but then playstation uh during the four generation got on the the point
0: the, the point is this for for playstation gamers call of duty is one of the central pillars of their gaming lives right for many for a huge amount of playstation gamers if well, that is going to change and now if they want to continue to play their favorite game as i'm sure for many people for many PlayStation gamers, it is their favorite game they are now going to have to jump ship and invest I mean, in some way in the Xbox conversations
3: ecosystem. we will have on podcast for the next multiple years, right? But right here, what you're talking about, yes. PlayStation, we, every time we talk about the exclusives in, the, in PlayStation Studios, somebody brings up, well, why don't they have a first-person shooter? You know what I mean? Uh, Halo over on the Xbox side, right? Gears, not a first-person, but Gears is a shooter, right? And it's always this idea, well, they tried with Killzone, they tried with Resistance, and it didn't work, and why should they care? They have Call of Duty. Call of Duty is selling so well for them. Why would they ever need to worry about it? Now they need to worry about it. And so to, to, that'll be a conversation for a PS I Love You in the future. To get us back on what's happening today, I want to, in this conversation, do two things. First off, go back to Dina's quote for, she has from Phil, then go to a question, and then kick to the one and only Paris Lily from the Kind of Funny X cast. The Dina quote, or again, from Phil Spencer, reads like this. Quote, I'll just say to players out there who are playing Activision Blizzard games on Sony's platform, it's not our intent to pull communities away from that platform, and we remain committed to that. To me, Greg Miller, what that means is if you are playing Warzone right now if you are playing vanguard right now it's not going we're not gonna flip a switch and that's all gonna disappear for you i do think that leaves plenty of room for exactly what Paris la- is saying. That, that language for you're not getting new call of duty stuff
0: that you. that la- that language in that statement just like with the bethesda and with any of these big things would have been reviewed and, and gone over with a fine-tooth cover and, and approved word for word by lawyers and senior executives when he says like if, he, if they wanted to be unambiguous about it he could have said don't worry playstation gamers call of Duty's not going anywhere we're going to continue to publish that because you know it's very lucrative business uh for us now he didn't say that he said it's not our intent to blah bloody blah, blah and it's like there's an there's enough room there that if, you know a year from now when they announce that um that call of duty is going to be an xbox exclusive like they, they won't be at a point to anything where he unambigu- unambiguously said you know i'm go- you know, they, they, he's not going to be going back on anything he said it's not our intent we don't want to do it. We might not, it's, but you know. So then
3: to bring in a reader from patreon.com slash kind of funny games, where you can go to be part of kind of funny games daily each and every weekday. Andy writes in and not Andy Cortez writes in and says, I'm wondering the effects this will have on a more casual gamer. I know four of my friends have recently gotten a PlayStation 5 just to play Call of Duty. Now that could be gone. And even for me who listens to these podcasts every day, I normally game on PlayStation. I had to get a Series X to go alongside the PlayStation 5 because of the plays Microsoft is making. Why would you buy a PlayStation Five over an Xbox Series X now? Uh, there's no periods in here. Sorry. Why well, now? Period. There's no reason other than missing maybe a handful of exclusives a year. Just wanted your thoughts. Have a great day, Paris. First off, do you line up with what I'm saying about uh, the quote here from Phil? And then secondly, what do you think this does for the future of buying consoles?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm in agreement with what you're saying about the quote from Phil. I mean, it, it's like you're saying. Warzone's not going to go away. Vanguard's not going to go away. They're not going to take anything legacy away that exists on PlayStation now. It'll be new experiences. They're going to have a cutoff date to where, all right, all of that's just going to be in the Xbox ecosystem moving forward.
0: If they're saying that this deal is going to take a year year to close and it won't close until mid-2023, probably the next Call of Duty game that's coming out this year could be the last one on PlayStation. The next year
2: would would be the first one under the new regime. Very well could be. I, I do think it may go beyond that. I'm thinking more 2024, to be honest with you, since the deal probably doesn't close until mid next year. But I mean, going to, to the other point, just just with with Game Pass and everything, the, Xbox is in the Game Pass business. This is what all of this is about. They're all about trying to add value yeah. to that subscription you, service. You so just, that's you, why you do this.
0: You just continue to overload game pass with value until it becomes a completely undeniable proposition. And again, I I feel like they crossed that line some while ago, but then this is just piling on at this point.
2: So, so going to, to what the reader was saying, I mean, yeah, of course, there's still a world where you're going to want to have a PlayStation five because they're still going to have these amazing exclusive titles. But what Xbox is doing is they're saying, look, We're going to make it a very hard proposition for you to not want to invest into our ecosystem at some level, be it a console, be it on the PC or streaming it on a mobile device through the cloud. That's what they're doing. And Game Pass is the center of all of that.
3: I want to bring in this question here from Jordan Deeb. Jordan D wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games echoing one of the points we talked about at the top of the show morning Greg and Gary Paris he didn't know you're going to be here I'm sure he, would say he <laughs> Uh is Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard concerning from a monopoly standpoint While Microsoft may choose to keep things like Call of Duty or Overwatch multi-platform, them still owning the IP and having the ability to make it exclusive anytime they want seems like too much power. Combine this with the Bethesda acquisition, and it seems like at this rate, there will be little third-party studios left. Personally, my biggest concern is the publishing aspect. When PlayStation buys studios, they always tended to be smaller studios that only developed and didn't publish, while also having a direct uh, existing relationship to PlayStation. PlayStation. Is this something to be worried about in your eyes, Paris? are you worried about a monopoly?
2: a little I am um because I was even saying this on, on Xcast a few months back that even with the Bethesda thing, you just took a major publisher off the board, right? Yeah. I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. It is what it is now you've really taken a major publisher off the board with Activision and you're you're condensing it even more, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because. You know, even from for like from an indie standpoint, the, the more Microsoft requires these major publishers, the more Microsoft makes Game Pass the way that you engage with your games. What does that do for for other publishers and other indie indie studios that want you to actually go out and spend the money up front to buy a game? Because we, we talked about this on XCast just this last episode with Death's Door. I saw so many people saying, well, I, I, I want to play it. I'll just hold out till it comes on Game Pass. That that is a concern, I do think. You know, By the way, coming up, that happened today, too. <laughs> no, <laughs> which was amazing. Today. That's the yeah. worst coming to
3: Game Pass to the 20th, right? So, so
2: there is some concern there. I do think so.
3: Yeah, I'm with you, where it's like, I, I see there's such a, there's a rubber band, there's a spectrum, whatever you want to do, of people who are like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Oh, my God, this is horrible. I, I, we're in the news business here, right? So it's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I believe in Phil Spencer. I like what he's been doing with Xbox. I appreciate personally, and I know we haven't really gotten to it, but we are going to get to it. Like Bobby Kodak is dead man walking. Like he's gone, right? And that is good for the company and that's good for Activision. That's good. And when I say good for Activision, I mean good for all the employees that had to sit there making great games, but having to wear this like scarlet letter on their chest because their company's run by a douchebag and all these assholes at the top that are being sued, right? I like that that's the uh, outcome of this. I like that uh, Xbox bringing me... And there's a whole. There's another question coming up that, like, uh, uh, Riot Goes Woof, I want to get you in here, even though I don't know if it'll be something we talk long about. Uh, I was dismayed by the uh, news a while back that Toys for Bob, the developer of the recent Spire of the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot games, were being pulled uh, into working on Call of Duty. I believe the same thing happened to Vicarious Visions, the, de- the developers who remade Tony Hawk. Do you think ac- the acquisition might be blah, 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 blah? I think that that's a great example of hopefully if those studios want to do something that isn't Call of Duty, Phil's going to look at them and the Xbox team's going to look at them and be like, what do you want to make? Let's make awesome shit together. Let's make cool fucking games together. You don't have to grind on Call of Duty because we have other studios and other plans and all these different things. There's all this possible upside to it, but yeah, there's possible downside to it. And yeah, it is that thing of like, we can be excited that this is crazy and un- unexpected and something I never expected in the industry. And it's like, it's it's on par, like for our side of the industry, right? When like Disney bought Star Wars, and I remember that day in the office, let alone buying Fox and yada, 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 and Marvel and so much other stuff. Like, it's unprecedented. It's unprecedented. So there's this excitement to it, but of course, there's this uh, t- tinge of like, what the fuck does this mean for yeah what does this mean not in not in a fanboy way for playstation but in a way of like playstation audiences and then the business side of it you know jonathan Dornbush from IGN.com tweeted out like how do you want podcast beyond to talk about the xbox stuff because obviously it's a playstation podcast and i put in the question that i think a real one that we'll debate from here on out of like does this mean playstation like Really rolls up their sleeves, gets off the bench, gets into this fight, and starts acquiring more studios. Not even because they want to necessarily, but because they're afraid of being locked out. Or do they stick with what they do with PlayStation Studios and become a boutique console, a boutique market for games? Like we're in this, we're on this precipice, and I don't know where we go from here as an industry. And when you look at this, and so all the way back to: is it a monopoly? Is it scary? It's not by definition a full blown monopoly, obviously, but it is a slippery slope it is another avenue gone it is this really crazy acquisition of c- capitalism and <laughs> what the video game industry business is as we continue to go Go
0: back to go back to the to the scale of the story is big enough that it forces you to consider you know the wider you know kind of implications of kind of you know the media landscape and everything and yeah we are getting closer to what we already see in Hollywood, where, you know, companies like Disney uh, control so much, you know, because they own Fox and, and Lucasfilm and Pixar and Marvel and everything else. It's just, you know, it's the, the, I think we are inexorably getting closer and closer to that kind of dystopian sci-fi future. It's like there's only two mega corporations left and sure. they control everything. We just, we arguably took a little step closer to that today. That's, so that's one of the other angles, right? There's been a lot of discussion today about antitrust. Yeah. And is this going to get flagged? And you know, a lot of deals like this get announced and don't end up going through. Um, some people that I saw tweeting today, who know more about antitrust than I do, said that they don't think it's even though it's big, you know, in gaming terms, it's not big. It's not big enough in overall corporate terms to be That's what I've seen really as well. flagged up for antitrust. So it will probably get waived through. Um, and 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 again, what does that mean? It's it's interesting. The Disney things are good um a good comparison because I remember when that happened when when Disney bought, for example, um Marvel and Star Wars, everyone was like, oh my God, Darth Vader and Thor could have a fight. Like that could legally happen now. And there were all these excitements about crossovers and stuff like that. Uh, but there were also people going, yeah, but like, okay, enjoy that while you, you know, eat your Disney food and get piped in, you know, authorized Disney content and you basically, you know, you now live in like on planet disney and you've got no other options so there's there's definitely two ways to you know there's there's a cool fun creative um side to the implications and then there's like a scary dystopian business side to it as well i do want to stick so i acknowledge all of that but i do want to stick with like, again what does this mean for you and me johnny and jenny gamer friends with benefits me johnny, when we're not when we're not fucking each other what games are we going to be we're playing not related remember the this, gamer thing this, is this, our last name if we're not, not related show. we could be stepbrother and sister sure uh, this is getting really confused
1: suddenly it is our
0: last name
3: come on guys <laughs> <laughs> let's keep the narrative clear gary
1: what
0: is it also we should have a safe word oh jesus just space in case this goes space too Rock. far for one space of us Rock. um okay space rocks is the safe word okay so what this does also mean is i think that Again, I've talked a lot about because obviously we've talked a lot about Activision Blizzard over the over the past year or so. That both Activision and specifically Blizzard have really been allowed to creatively stagnate and kind of drift from you know the the quality um, you know goalposts that they once stayed within because it be, it became just another studio, right? Just pump out games, just you know keep doing, you know, just keep making us money. And Blizzard always got where they were pre-acquisition by not releasing games all the time and like staying true to like, let's not release a game unless it's really good. And, you know, let's only do things that we really, really believe in creatively. I would love to think that once Codex out of the way, because, yeah, that, that is inevitably going to happen. And Phil's running the show and maybe he brings in someone new under him to kind of supervise it day to day, that Blizzard will get hopefully back to the kind of the blizzard that we that we know and love from the old days and there's also the potential now of course for that for there to be a real effort to is there a way to finally bring world of warcraft to the xbox is there a console 100%. version of that that's viable right you
3: said that at the um, top that you're like oh most of the blizzards games are pc and i think i think that is right. going to change in the positive way of like xbox yeah. clearly yeah. wants everything to be well, on game. Pass well,
0: will, will there be like an xbox friendly fork of world of warcraft that would probably be its own thing separate from the pc version i don't think it would be cross-play uh, but maybe, I mean, again, it's too early to say, but this is the, the fun stuff to talk about. But an Xbox-centric version of, 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 of World of Warcraft that you could play that you could play with a gamepad where the subscriptions rolled into Game Pass, there's another value add, and that becomes then a huge shot in the arm for war. Maybe that's a new lease of life for Warcraft, which has been struggling the past couple of years. For sure. For right? sure. So this, this could mean... It, it, it could it could mean so much. What if Paris is still on the line? I want to pitch to Paris right now a fucking banjo kazooie, crash bandicoot crossover. <laughs> what do you think about you, that?
2: Oh no, I would love that. But see, that also again opens up the possibilities here because, like, when we talk about studios inside of Activision, like High Moon, Vicarious Visions, this is this frees them up to do other things, right? So, what if I don't know? And I'm just pulling this out of my butt. But what if High Moon got Banjo-Kazooie and they were able to yeah bring Crash and there's all these possibilities they can do. So that's some of the good things that comes out of this. And then just even going back to the specific point, what you're talking about, like with like World of Warcraft and all that, even if it doesn't come to console, the fact that they now could add that into PC Game Pass as sure, an example, yeah. and maybe not give you a 100 percent free subscription, but a massive discount on a subscription, to World of Warcraft or something like that. That's an added value that, again, gets more people into that service because ultimately that's what all this is about. Oh, and one last thing for the love of God. And I don't know if you said this already, but for the love of God, please don't make call of Duty an annual title anymore. Please give it a break. It need to break. I
0: agree. Right. I'd be happy if they treated it more like Assassin's Creed, where it was once every other couple of years or whatever. I mean, I, they, I mean, to their you know, just purely from like a business point of view, it is impressive that Activision found a way to make Call of Duty a yearly title and keep the franchise successful just by plugging all these different studios into it. this kind of three studio rotation that they have now. Again, I don't think I don't think it's good for gamers. I think it's it's the, oh yeah, here comes another Call of Duty yeah. again. The games do sell really really well, but I would like to see for me. I would like to see uh, under Phil's auspices. I'm sure Phil's got like a whole laundry list of things that he would like to do on a top tier level in terms of kind of reimagining like what Activision Blizzard is and what it does and what it stands for under the under the new Microsoft Xbox banner. And I would like, for me, I would like to believe that it means again less to your point, Paris, less of a focus on just being a Call of Duty annual. You know, cookie 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 cutter factory just just ship one out every year, and try to get Activision back to like a little bit more diversity in, of content. Like, let's you know it doesn't because right now there's so few other things that they have there. like Tony Hawk, Spyro, Crash, a handful of other little things that no one cares about. But like, let's try something new. Like, what's the next Call of Duty? Not the next Call of Duty, but like the next thing that could be as big as Call of Duty. Like I'd like to see Activision get back to something where they become just more of an interesting company in terms of the games they put out. And I do think the we know the potential there for Blizzard because they had it for many years, one of the best, I always used to call them like the Pixar of gaming because like every time a Blizzard game came out, you're like, well, you know, it's gonna be a banger. That has kind of slipped a little bit under, under Activision's auspices, but I think there is a way to get blizzard back to the company it used to be.
3: And I mean again we're talking about you know the pros the cons you know what could be good what could be bad like I obviously as you know from watching the show or listening me talk about it like I really like what Xbox has been doing. I really like what Phil's been doing. And so for me, that's what I see too, is the upside of this as usual? I mean, I always go back to looking at Double Fine, right? But when Xbox buys Double Fine and you're like, oh man, why, you know, uh, Tim Schafer and Double Fine were like the poster child for indie developers, right? Why do this? And it's the idea of like, well, Tim Schafer wants to make games. He doesn't want to sit there and be, uh worrying about payroll and worrying about keeping the studio afloat and worrying about the next thing and so to bring in call of duty like this granted not a franchise you're worried about closing up but you are looking at these studios that are in somewhat uh, disarray right look at raven and the strike that's been going on because again activision corporate wants to treat people like shit unfairly like yeah get in there can remove all that as phil and hopefully as xbox right and then let those people talk to those people what do you want to make that's the whole thing phil talks about that's the whole promise of xbox game pass right of like it doesn't need to be halo every time it needs to be a consistent thing and so to what you're talking about paris is yeah cool Let's find out. You know, I, I know it's ancient history to everybody else because they've been yoked with this freaking thing and locked in the dungeon forever. Raven made the X Men Origins Wolverine game. The story sucked, obviously, but that gameplay was awesome, awesome. That was so much fun to play. Like, I don't know who's still around from that team, and I'm not trying. I know people turn over, but like. You have people who want to create and want to make cool shit. You look at Toys for Bob, right? That did have these breakout things, and then all right, cool. Now you're just going to go do
0: this. You look at the, yeah. Toy, you're just going to do this.
3: Fucking get in there and be like, what do Why you guys are, want the- to do? We can do one Call of Duty every few years. We can do one Call of Duty platform. I would love to do. I would that. love to
0: see that. You know, it, it, it just in terms of answering the question every year of like, okay, what's what's Xbox's big holiday offering? Like, we know it's not going to be Halo because that came out last year or whatever, or maybe it's not, or not. Maybe it's not the right year for the next Forza, but at least every other year they could just, they could say, well, you know, like every even numbered year is just when we do another big call of duty. And if they came off that remorseless every year track, it could potentially free up one of their, one of their studios right now, like a Treyarch or like a Raven order, a sledgehammer order for Phil to go to them and say, you know what? You're off, you're off the call of duty fucking conveyor belt. Bring me the next big thing. What's pitch me that? What's the, what's the thing that you guys really want to make? Rather than rather than the most interesting creative conversation you have every year being what well, is the next is the next Call of Duty going to be World War II again or future, quasi- futuristic futuristic ask- again, like just fucking come up come up with the give me something new. We want we want we want to grow the franchise library, the portfolio. Bring us something new. I would love to see, and I, I think the developers would love be, to have that kind of liberation to like, you know, fulfill, to say, you want, you now have, now, now have license to come up with the next big original mega franchise that could, you know, potentially, you know, take on, take over from Call of Duty on the road or whatever, or just leave, you know, sit, sit beside it. So it was just not Activision, is not just Call of Duty incorporated anymore. I think that's potentially, um, the, the, the biggest potential here.
2: Yeah. I mean, to go along those lines, because I think now they're at what? 30 studios as I think something like that, this. Freeze them up to do new things, take risks, get new ideas out there instead of just the same thing. Oh,
3: oh,
2: where'd he go? He He, he muted himself. He pressed. I got so excited, I muted myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like you said, Gary, this this frees up Treyarch or Sledgehammer or Infinity Ward to go do the next thing, right? People people forget. High Moon Studios did a Transformers game, which was awesome.
3: Dude, if you want to go further than Mac, yeah. I remember they made that Jason Bourne game that was yes. that had great ideas. It didn't come together the way it should, but like they fucking can make cool shit.
0: Yeah, and I guarantee you, every single one of these developers has like a massive drawer full of things that they desperately want to do, but they can't because their their destiny now is what well, we just make every 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 other third fucking Call of Duty game. You know? Yeah. I think there's a lot That's of awesome. people at Sledgehammer and Treyarch and Infinity Ward, to Paris's point that are really excited about what this could mean for them, that finally they they might get liberated.
3: Yeah, exactly. And again, you, you, when you get brought into this family, right, you're not just given a new uh, name on the paycheck, you have access to all these resources. And I think that's what's the most important thing when you talk about this and like opening the door to you. Cool, we want to make this small game, it won't take nearly as long as other stuff. Well, you, you can do that. And then we'll outsource this to not even outsource it, just put it to the other Xbox family studios that can go do this and have it happen.
0: Yeah, the, the, the I think the 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 biggest one in terms of short term, I mean, not super short term, but like you know, either next year or I think more likely is Paris because you'd have to make a decision if you're going to develop for multiple formats before this deal would close, which I don't think legally they could do. Uh, so maybe like the, maybe like the 2024 game would be the first one that comes in exclusively under Xbox Game Pass. And yeah, you know, again, if I was a, if I was a Sony game, I think the the people that are like have have the, are feeling like the most kind of oh my oh my god type feelings today are PlayStation gamers who <laughs> really, really like call of duty. That's, that's the most kind of threatened group right now. I think
3: here's the thing, Gary. All right. I want to, I want to kick it over to ads, tell you about what, you know, patreoncom slash kind of funny games. You could go there get the show ad free. Yada, yada, yada. I'll get to that in a second, but I also see this little punk, over here in the chat, Blessing Jr. throwing out things. I love this line of thinking. Oh, blessings also, in the chat? What's he saying? Microsoft ain't giving up that Call of Duty money to work on singularity. Blessing, get your ass in here while we go to this ad, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, Blessing at Aoyah Jr. from X O X O will join us. Uh, but for right now, remember, if you go to patreon.com slash games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show uh, with the exclusive post show, and you can get the show ad-free. But speaking of ads, you aren't watching on Patreon, so here's a word from our sponsor.
4: This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Sticking to your New Year's resolutions can be hard, but if you're focusing on saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, smashing your goals is a piece of cake with HelloFresh. HelloFresh has endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable by delivering pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week. HelloFresh has 50 menu and market items to choose from every single week, including some more family-friendly or gourmet. Choices. Uh, Kevin Coelho, Paula Coello, they've been loving HelloFresh. They, of course, Paula, being a vegetarian, like the options of having the vegetarian stuff, and they've been having some fantastic meals over there in their Coelho household. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kinda funny16 and use code KindaFunny16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash kinda funny16 and use code KindaFunny16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts
3: ladies and gentlemen from ps i love you xoxo the one the only forbes 30 under 30 AK. the no oh, i almost did the second best uh the future classic gaming uh blessing eddie oh yeah
0: what's
3: up greg you so you i mean you think that microsoft's gonna keep
1: all these studios working on call of duty they won't no i'll give them some leeway I... No, I, I think you guys are spot on in terms of the things they can do with the Activision studios. I just don't think I, I don't easily see them going from yearly to them being like, OK, no, do exactly what you want. Just because to, Par- to Paris's point of you don't spend 70 billion dollars to keep yeah. things the same. I also don't think you spend 70 billion dollars to give up on Call of Duty money, especially because that is like the bread and butter of Activision Blizzard. And so I, I, I see them. I see them shifting some things and I I see them rearranging. Maybe they do, maybe they do Call of Duty as more of a platform and have two studios working on Call of Duty as opposed to three and have it be a thing of Warzone exists, multi-platform, right? You can play Warzone on PlayStation, you can play Warzone on PC, you can play it on Xbox. And then you have the Call of Duty exclusive game uh platform game that you have on Xbox and yeah. on PC. And maybe it is a hey, we have Black Ops and then a couple years later you have Modern Warfare and it is just those two franchises and it is just let's say Inf- Infinity Ward and Treyarch and that's it and then that frees up the other studios but yeah it, it's tough for me to think of a scenario where it is Call of Duty once every three years I think I think for them they still want to have Call of Duty active year-round in a way where it's still always in the conversation
0: and where are you on the other big question blessing do you think time the party's over for PlayStation Call of Duty gamers in a year or two
1: yeah, I think so. I I think will I think PlayStation will have Warzone, and I think, I think it's smart to kind of have the double dip of here. It, here is the multi-platform Call of Duty that exists as Warzone, and maybe you have future battle royale re- releases that exist multi-platform, but then also here is the bread and butter premium, uh, you know, like single-player campaign mixed with multiplayer PvP Call of Duty that you have exclusive on Xbox PC. I think I think yeah, and about. Two or three years, you're not going to see uh, big Call of Duty games release on PlayStation.
0: Hot yeah, damn. that yeah. seems yeah. to be the way it's a going. A uh, and uh, like also it's... to
1: to loop it back again uh, in a second, because I was listening, I was listening during, during the PlayStation conversation too, in terms sure, of like, sure. what does PlayStation do to this, how does PlayStation PlayStation react? That I'm very interested in because I don't know if PlayStation can just go business as usual anymore. Yeah, you what know, do you like, think
0: what... the Zoom calls at Sony are like this morning?
1: i think they're i think they're one i think it goes back to what greg was saying in terms of them not having a big first person shooter on the platform anymore right like i kind of had that feel when bethesda got bought right and you're saying goodbye to doom wolfenstein you're saying goodbye to some big bethesda western rpgs right and that kind of that lightens things up on the platform where it's not the end of the world you still have other games on playstation you still got playstation first party titles you still have other rpgs that people can rock with you still have mass effect uh, uh, coming someday you still have other things you can rock with but now with Activision leaving, that leaves a big gap in terms of m- multiplayer shooters and even multiplayer, even single player campaign shooters on the platform too. Mm-hmm. So I think the conversations at PlayStation are one, how do, we, how do we fill that gap, right? Like what are we gonna do to, kinda, to, to compete now with both Call of Duty and Halo on the Microsoft platform? But also I do think that they're thinking about big acquisitions to some extent. I don't, me, think, look, look. I don't think the, the house marks and the blue points are gonna cut it anymore.
0: Let me also ask both you and, and Greg, this is again, as we try to get our arms around the implications of this, again, if you like zoom all the way out, right. In terms of that, the console wars of it all for the longest time, we've always just accepted Sony number one, Microsoft number two. How do you think this gets us measurably closer to that? Flipping. Are yes. you talking about quality or sales? Let's just talk about sales for right now.
3: Yeah. I, I think this is, this is, you know, as we've seen over and over again with Xbox's strategy, this is long game stuff. Like this isn't, it isn't going to happen in holiday i had to look at the year because that's how fucked up this pandemic's been it isn't going to happen holiday 2022 That it's like man xbox has jumped ahead and sur- is surging and yada 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 but it is to you know the question we read earlier of like how do you tell your friend or how do you a casual gamer to go with a playstation over an xbox you do eventually get to where the traps sprung and starfield call of duty uh, fallout you go down the line of these games that people know and love are only on xbox and there is a Well, shit, why? Like, and it's, you know, to the friend, to Andy's question, whose friend was, hey, like, you know, they just bought PS5s. Like, that sucks for them. Like, they won't know that for a while. That won't happen for a while. But, and eventually you're going to get to a point where it's like, I guess I got to buy an Xbox.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we get, we are getting to the point where, um, and again, with cloud gaming, yeah, in a year or two when this is all fully locked in and we're seeing the implications of it we will probably be at a point where for a lot of people they won't even need to buy a physical xbox so, you know it'll be an xbox game for pass sure. app baked into their smart tv or you know the cloud streaming you know, that's obviously a big part of the of the of the xbox you know offering the 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 kind of the macro strategy under under Phil Spencer so you may you may not even have to buy it. you have to buy into the xbox ecosystem in some way with a game pass subscription but you may not have to buy a physical uh, piece of hardware the cloud might well have you covered there but yeah i think we, we are clearly at a point now where um if you like video games if you like video games a lot and you like to play lots of different video games including like a lot of the top ones a game Pass subscription is is if not already um is going to very quickly become just just a, a, a more of a utility than a luxury like you just won't be able to not have it
1: Yeah, going going into this generation of games, I think a big conversation we're having was about who is going to be the industry leader by the end of this generation, especially because we have, we've always had it flip back and forth of during the PS3 Xbox 360 generation, you know, I think the argument is there that Xbox kind of won that generation, but then going into PS4 versus Xbox, PS4 was by far the winner and going into this generation, I always had the thought of, it's going to be really difficult for xbox to try and gain ground against playstation when the the lead is just so far ahead playstations i'm at the point now with with the bethesda acquisition last year now this acquisition and what game pass and xbox is doing by even mid this generation it's hard for me to to, to see a scenario where we're not all calling microsoft the industry leader and that's wild to me with this
0: let me let me ask you this so i'm john I'm, I'm jenny gamer greg's um johnny gamer. johnny gamer let's make Again, let's make hey, you, i'm
3: sorry i don't know when you came in just to clarify we're not related we miss, aren't married miss, either uh, we're friends with benefits who might be step
0: siblings? oh i thought we, yeah we might also be oh. step siblings um okay so you're i don't know you're you're what's another j name Johnny. Johnny. jonah james you're, you're jonah you're jonah Gamer. we're bringing you into our little we're making this a menage now this is a, a menage <laughs> a trois of gaming (laughs) and 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 gaming friends with benefits if you again just step outside of yourself for a a moment blessing you're looking at yourself blessing you're looking at buying a console today you don't have one already it's Mm. time to get a new console you know everything that you know as of this morning including the latest microsoft news you've only got enough budget for one console what are you buying an xbox or a playstation
1: (sighs) a nintendo switch no i'm kidding (laughs) Uh, oh it's really tough because I think it really is. It, it depends on the kind of gamer you are. Because if you know me, you know that I really do love those Bethesda games. I fucking love Bethesda Game Studios. I love uh, its software. I love Arcane, right? I love those games so much. But then you got Spider Man on the PlayStation side, right? And you have you have Ghost of Tsushima. It's and God
0: of War. And God of so- War
1: it's honestly a really tough choice for me if you're talking if if you're talking to me let's say five years ago and i'm on a budget and i gotta be uh cost conscious about the decisions i'm making i think i'm going to xbox because xbox game pass honestly i think getting those games with xbox game pass is a big deal and goes a very long way in terms of I want to play all these different games and i can play all all my favorite games for the same price as i'm paying for any other subscription service i think that is a huge deal and on the playstation side right having to pay so bucks for all these different games that adds up and i'm sure there's plenty of people who might be in that scenario of not having unlimited funds to work with that really do have to pick and choose right not everybody's in a situation where they can play or they where they can buy and play ratchet and returnal and Deathloop all in one year because you got to th- really think about the games that you're buying uh and so i think for me if i'm thinking about price i'm go- i'm going on i'm go- i'm leaning towards to xbox for that if i'm thinking purely just games it becomes way difficult and i would have to like lay things out really but i think i might end up going playstation just on the playstation first party side i, re- I think i still do it, identify with those games pretty hard
3: it's well you know here's the thing coming off that jeter fan 32 in the twitch chat goes gotta kick blessing off ps i love you now he's joking obviously but like i'm greg miller and i got hired at ig 15 years ago to cover playstation and i have ever since i'm right there if, if you were coming in sight unseen you're like oh, i'm really interested in this generation of consoles and stuff i'm gonna buy one i haven't played in a while what would i bet i would say get xbox and i would say get the game, game pass and i would say catch up on all these amazing games and stuff the question of like again right now who's got the better lineup who's whatever yada 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 like that's a that isn't the conversation that's a moot point at the moment because if you, i'm talking about catching up a casual gamer who hasn't played i think xbox and the game game pass is the way to go yeah i think so, if you're again, you've already again been though, greg. A, a horizon and then blood or you know I mean, horizon and then hopefully bloodborne too, and then god of war and everything coming right now that's announced for playstation is super tangible and awesome and i can't wait for it. and if that's your kind of jam i'd stick with that as i am greg and i love third person action adventure right but like I do look and see Starfield and I think Starfield's like the first real card that's being played by the Xbox exclusive acquisition. I'm sorry, Gary.
0: I, I was going to say, I do think the good news, and I touched on this just a moment ago, um, for gamers of all stripes, particularly Sony gamers who might feel a bit nervous right now, is that I think it's going to be, depending on what kind of internet connection you may have at home, it's entirely possible that you that in a year or two from now, I mean, technically you can do it right now, but certainly a year or two from now as the infrastructure gets better and Microsoft makes... More investments in the cloud stuff that you'll 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 be an xbox and a playstation gamer but you'll only actually have one console you might have a physical playstation 5 you just do you, but and you're in the xbox ecosystem through 15 dollars a month or you might probably will have gone up by then 20 dollars a month or whatever for game pass ultimate um and you'll have all your xbox stuff through a smart tv app or whatever like you still only have one console but you'll be able to play games on both sides of the fence
3: and i mean that and that's the conversation we've had for the longest time right yeah is like what game pass and the cloud and all that jazz like you don't need to jump into the xbox ecosystem but i do think that if you sign up for xbox game pass ultimate and you're using the cloud and you start looking and again this is a catch-up argument and again this is the argument i go back to what blessing was just bringing up right in my 15 years of reviewing games and talking about games one of the criticisms that is lobbed at me is the fact that well you you know you say this is better than that, or you played all these different things, or blah, 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 but like you don't understand what $60 and this is last generation means anymore, right? Like you get your games for review, so you get them from the companies, you get them for free. Whereas now games are $70. But again, if we're sitting there and if that w- argument from that I've heard my entire career carries forth, then how could you not look at Xbox Game Pass and go, well, shit, yeah death's door dro- again we haven't gotten to the, the updates right death's door dro- dropping uh nobody saves the world dropping today on it like uh let alone everything else we've talked about that's coming to xbox game pass right like it, it hitman trilogy uh rainbow six extraction comes out this week and is dropping on xbox game pass like if i me greg miller when i was on the outside right when i was growing up playing games if this kind of like i th- to me Xbox Game Pass, we are, it's a Netflix of gaming. To me, and contextualize how old I am, it's the blockbuster all access of gaming. Which was, you know, when Blockbuster did the thing, rent as many games as you want for one price, I signed up for that club, and every day I would go and get a new game and come back if I didn't like it or play it longer or whatever and put it back in. If I was on the outside right now and I was like, man, I want to play as much as possible, I want to be as informed as possible about the industry, I want to play as much for as cheap as possible, of course you do Game Pass. Like, And again, PlayStation Now is no slouch, but Xbox Game Pass is the one that's going, hey, day and date, we're getting these games here is yeah, and we know and the we D&D. know that
0: and we know that sony is coming out with whatever its version of Spartacus. game pass may be um and i doubt there's going to be as robust a cloud, if at all this is the big advice ultimately at the end of the day if when you really really want to start going to the mat microsoft sony has the better market position in video games no no question in terms of install base and all everything else kind of mind share arguably but if you want to go company against company, Microsoft destroys Sony every time. They, I mean, Sony couldn't have, couldn't have spent $70 billion on Activision. That was never going to happen. Microsoft is a company that has the resources to do that. Um, in terms of the, the, the architecture, one of the reasons why Microsoft's able to make such big inroads into cloud gaming and cloud architecture is that one of the handfuls of companies that are one of the genuine pillars of the internet, like, like Google, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, these are the companies that are basically the internet. And so they have the infrastructure to do it. Sony doesn't have that, and so those are the, those are kind of the inbuilt advantages that Microsoft's going to have. I would, I love the idea that you know, down down the road, give it a few years from now. Again, I don't even have a console under my under my desk, but you know, it's just like two apps on my on my on my TV. Here's my Spartacus app. Here's my Game Pass app, and all of my ga- and all of my games are there. You know, twenty dollars a month each or whatever, and I don't even have to worry about you know which console I'm I'm, I'm switching on. I do think we'll eventually get somewhere like that and i think that's probably the best reason for sony gamers to feel like a bit more comforted today that even though the, the you know the xbox side of things in including call of duty and everything else that might be moving over exclusively it's not like that's going to become inaccessibly out of reach oh i have to buy another console you're going you're to be able to get access to that stuff uh, you know at hopefully a reasonable you know price
3: Fascinating times ahead, ladies and gentlemen. This is far from our last time talking about this deal, as you can imagine. Of course, there's a new episode of PSI Love You live right now about Horizon's re-review. I'm sure next week we'll answer questions like Devante, uh, Chris Holmes here's uh, like, what would you do if you wake up and see the, the headline Xbox acquires PlayStation Studios? Uh, how long could this is Arvel? How long could other third-party developers sustain in this market right now as people go? Thad Davis wrote in and said, Sony is Sony's only move to buy EA. Uh, these are the kind of questions we'll be de- debating on PSI Love You. I'm sure, again, this broke this morning. Blessing will have more tomorrow on Kind of Funny Games Daily as things net out from there. And then, of course, the Kind of Funny X-Cast records live Friday. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games goes up Saturday for everybody for free. Uh, we are far from done with this news story, but for right now, we will move on. Blessing, thank you for your time. I hope you have a lovely day.
1: You too, Greg. Yeah, nice right. to see you, Blessing. Nice to see you too, Gary.
3: Gary, remember when Blessing showed up and thought he was going to talk shit to us? and We just, we just laid him out.
0: You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's easy It's easy to throw popcorn at us from the cheap seats, but if you want to you know, come up on Isn't the stage. I'm, I'm yeah. still
3: here, guys. Oh, hey, I am left a call. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I'll see you on GamesCast. Remember, if you're patreon.com slash games, you can watch us record the GamesCast. Is that <laughs> oh, uh, number two on the Roper Report, and I am going to go not Turbo Turbo, but I'm going to b- abbreviate these. Number two, uh, it looks like E3 as an online event may also be dead. Uh, yesterday, uh, the one, the only, Jeffy Grub Grub, Jeff Grub from GamesBeat put up a TikTok. Uh, Kevin, I put it in there. We don't have to listen E3. to it. You it's jeff game grubbs games. game mess video games i'm in my
2: car which is where i believe you're
3: okay i if you i love the fact that jeff uh, has a TikTok called jeff's jeff grubbs i think what is it jeff grubbs summer like Ga- Ga- uh, he, he couldn't even get mess all the way in there he has two up there one of the, them is him breaking this rumor that uh he's heard that e3 online as an event will not be happening uh shout out to jeff grubb for being amazing do you think uh, this
0: is the you think that e3 is basically done one hundred percent. Is it moribund?
3: I mean, like if this is, I mean, like when E three was like we're not doing the live event, but like they didn't announce it, it kind of got pulled out by the reporters. Like ah, that's a bad sign. And the fact, as usual, they had they didn't have anything locked and loaded to say that, like, like Dean Takahashi talked about an online event at games beat as well, but nobody else did, and it didn't seem like there was any real information on that. Like I totally believe that the online event is dead. And if that is the case, then yes, I think E three is dead overall as a concept. But do you think so, do you think
0: something me. will replace it going forward, or do you think we'll I mean I'll go back well? to the
3: hope I've had. uh for years now yeah what that jeff does he's got summer game Fest, jeff Keeley, right not jeff grub jeff grub should not replace anything uh but jeff Keeley and summer game fest like uh i think i that, just I mean
0: like, in terms of like a big convention center type event you know when we hopefully eventually get to a post-covid world if they'll if there will still be like the big gaming industry get together you know every year you know, are we ever get or to or a whatever. post-covid
3: world like well this is the, i mean it's, we're gonna it's, be it's, wearing masks forever and wearing. i want to believe forever. i i feel like we've gone to a point where the industry has just shifted so much, let alone the news today. But the fact that like E3 used to be about going there so you could show Walmart what they needed to buy, right? And then we it slowly became this bigger event for just announcements. Then it became this bigger commercial. Then the audience started coming. And so now you're to a point where it's like Sony and nobody, nobody, does Microsoft want to go there and do these this weird stage show with everybody else, when they could just do something higher Paris Lilly and do it from a nice studio and have it be polished and clean to go out that way. And then this is where I think Jeff Keeley enters the equation is that obviously Jeff's got uh, the opening up live for games.com. And then he's got game awards. Like everybody trusts him. Just I, I, what I, what I want to see is Jeff Keighley there. In the orange vest with the cones, waving everybody in, putting them over here. All right, you know, Xbox, you're going to be on this day at this time. Ubisoft, you're this day and this time. Everybody just surrender the schedule to him so he can do it and plan it so that we don't go on for three months burned out, seeing the same four games like in different conferences.
0: Also, I'm sorry, I very rarely look at the chat or comment on the chat, but I just I just glanced at it a moment ago and someone just said, oh, but this is already is kind of post covid. Tell that to my fucking nine year old daughter who I had to pull out of school this week because there's a covid cluster, a cluster of cases in her fucking class. And the teachers are sending out emails saying, please donate N95 masks because the school district can't afford them. And, and and my kids at home having to do remote learning and misses her friends because she can't go to school. And we're the least fucking vaccinated country in the industrialized world. We're nowhere fucking near post COVID. Nowhere fucking near. Sorry, I said to get that off my benefit
3: of the doubt for a kind of funny audience member. That might have been a, a joke because I see that kind of shit on shows all the time. With somebody. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? The pandemic's over. Clearly, it's not. It's a living nightmare. But I think that's how sometimes how we get through it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this person's there. And at which point, get vaccinated, wear your mask, everybody vaccinations are safe free effective go get them don't be silly Gary you boosted absolutely I've been boosted boosted. I I got
0: boosted as soon as I as I could
3: yeah I had to sign up and do it I did it you get signed up you go do it everybody because then maybe one day possibly it'll be like. so anyways back to your question I don't know if you'll see I think if, if for a live show, the, I think you can see everything pivot to Gamescom if you still want to kind of do that. I think for an audience perspective, if they're able to survive, PAX is still going to be those things of so like let's go there, let's talk to the audience, let's have that kind of thing. But then I also think that like Xbox and PlayStation, if they want to, they can do their own live events. They can do XO for Xbox. They can do a PSX for PlayStation. But again, do they want to do that? And does anybody like? I don't get me wrong. It's that I want to do that, but in reality, would I do that? Like, would I be down to go to another? psx if they're like we're doing a psx this summer fuck no i gotta worry about benjamin you know you talk about uh, your nine-year-old i have like a three-month-old upstairs that's unvaccinated so it's like well i don't really want to go out and like be mingling with all these people and i'm sure i'm not alone in that and so it's all fucked up it's but i digress we'll, we'll keep we'll keep you posted on what's happening with e3 you know what i mean
0: oh um i don't i don't have the link in front of me but uh i believe as of today the uh, u.s government is posting a link you can go to to get four free covid tests sent to your house wario 64 so, uh, told me about it that's true <laughs> i know did you I, I can't remember what the story was did you see that it was like the covid the, the covid the testing situation is so bad that even wario 64 is trying to fucking help
3: <laughs> and i like how that was a hard drive joke before it was reality i i mean uh, we are three living and final in on an an Roper onion report world. and i'm gonna go quicker than i should but i know other shows will catch me on this one uh nobody saves the world uh review roundup uh nobody Saves the world, of course, from Drinkbox, the people behind Guacamele, Severed, and of course, Mutant Blobs Attack, which I'm sure you all remember. Uh, right now, I should say right now, at eight forty four, when I had a free moment between the Xbox news, the Metacritic looked like this uh, 77 on Xbox and 81 on PC. Uh, GameSpot gave it a 9. Steve Watts reports about midway through Nobody Saves the World, I was getting wrecked. I had bashed my head against a dungeon using my best and strongest forms, switching my shape shape-shift, shifting hero between forms like the Burly Knight and the Nimble Ranger, but none of them had light based Abilities necessary for countering the dungeon's monsters. The light abilities I could import from the other forms were close range, and I was getting overwhelmed in the scrum. On a lark, I decided to switch to the snail form, which had a signature light ability. The humble, unassuming snail had a form was a form I hadn't really tried, figuring it to be more or less a joke. Friend, let me tell you, that snail ripped through the dungeon like it was wet paper. I was a tiny gastropod Avenger, cackling as I choreographed a ballet of monster carnage, uh, the likes of which had never been seen. And as I collected my reward, the experience made me appreciate how meticulously developer Drinkbox designed every form, every combat encounter, every moment of nobody saves the world to feel great. PC Gamer gave it an 8, John Bales wrote. If it's a bit flabby and I'm sorry, if it's a bit flabby and messy though, Nobody Saves the World is far more far more often a delight. Guacamelee was a showcase for ingenious level design, but here Drinkbox demonstrates a different knack for layering up complex systems which combine and, pl- and play off each other in deviously logical ways. Under the brash exterior lies a wonderfully technical game that offers the freedom to let you discover the quality of its craft in its own time. Grinding through quests is a genuine pleasure and well, who doesn't want to be a horse with the powers of a slug? And meanwhile, IGN gave it a 7. Mitchell Saltzman writes, When Nobody Saves the World is at its best, which is for the majority, uh, for a majority of its 15-hour campaign, it's a joy to play. Granted, its transformation menus need a lot of work to make it useful on the fly, but there's a wide variety of fun and humorous side quests, excellent customization options, that encourage experimentation between your various forms and abilities uh, they can equip and clever... Oh, and for your various forms and, and the abilities they can equip, and clever dungeon designs that really demand you explore the full depth of that customization. That delicious center is unfortunately bookended by a slow beginning and a drawn out end, uh, but they're worth pushing through uh, and past to experience what is truly a unique and charming action RPG. Gary, uh, Nobody Saves the World. That on your list? You interested in that one at all?
0: No, I just, I, I was talking, who, was it Barrett, I think tweeted something about it earlier that wasn't very encouraging. It just seems like there's too It's not that it's not that I'm like, super uninterested in it, or I think it looks like shit. It's just when I, I have limited time to play games these days. And when I sit down, there's just there's, there's like at least 20 things ahead ahead of it on the list.
3: Real quick, Aaron Bass in the chat says, "I'll try it if it comes to Game Pass. It's a day and date Game Pass, so you could get it right now." Uh, I'm a huge Drinkbox fan, fan. I would put them on the list of developers that are our friends. I've known Drinkbox for years and years and years since they got started with the PlayStation Pub Fund all the way back with uh, Tales from Space. For me, this one was, I, I'm, I, it's exactly what you just described for to me. Where I'm like, eh, it's I'm with the IGN. I, I would have given it a six five, maybe a seven of just like it's fun enough but for me it's a game that i i keep saying I, when i'm talking to the guys about it i'm like it feels like it belongs on mobile it feels like Life, something i would play while i watched something like it life's too my short population.
0: to be playing six fives and sevens there's too many eights nines and tens out there i mean well i mean some people are saying this is an eight and a nine so just heads up on that one just you know, i mean what? to be fair barrett doesn't like the artful escape either so what the fuck does he know well, i mean Barrett's right about that one
3: uh blessing you're still here it looks like do you have a thought on it before i kick it over
1: yeah, I, I I played about half of it, and I kind of sit somewhere in between that uh, the IGN seven and the eight that you read off. Where okay. in my the for the for the most of my time playing it, I had a blast, and I think like it has the the drink box thing of really good art style, really funny and good writing, and it's fun for the most part. But I think the progression at once you get to a certain point gets really bad where a, a bit for the for the big portion of the game the way that you progress is by doing these achievements essentially you know they're like hey get 5 kills with this attack get 10 kills with this other attack and in the way that the game is customizable you can equip different abilities and use the, and use the different uh, forms and the game really encourages you to explore all of that but with that once I've got once I got past like the first hump of like doing all the stuff that I wanted to do, all that was left was stuff that I did not want to do in the game sure. and it caused me to put, to put it down. Like after a while I was just like I don't really want to do this anymore. And it's a game that I don't think I'm going to go back to. But for the time that I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it a lot, but it just I for me it just didn't reach the finish line in a really good way. Ladies and
3: gentlemen, you know you used to know him as the boss baby. Now you know him as CEO Junior Bear. Courtney's here. On, Bear, what do you think of What, uh, did, what do year?
1: I know, Gary? Yeah,
3: know what like, do you what? know?
1: I know that Guacamelee 2 is one of my favorite games of the last generation.
0: Okay, such, a smart,
1: such a smart combination of uh, you know uh, uh, traversal and combat in a Metroidvania design uh, from Drinkbox Studios, and I think this was a disappointing follow-up. Their first oh, that's game fair since Guacamelee 2. <laughs>
0: No, so, I, just cheap, I, I just wanted know, to get in a cheap. I wanted to get in a cheap shot related to your distaste for the artful escape. That's
2: all. <laughs> no, I don't yeah, I'm right have a diss- with I, th- I thought, it thought it was very. This okay. is
3: an, by no means is, it a, is nobody saves the world a bad game? And no. it, honestly, I think this is another great use case for Xbox Game Pass, where I think it's going to work for some and not for others. But yeah. for me, it was a disappointing follow up to Guacamelee 2. That's a great, great way to say it, Barrett. Yeah, uh, I'm if sure if this was a developer's very first
1: game, I would be like, "Oh, I'm excited to see what they do in the future." As a follow up to Guacamelee 2. like they're allowed to do like other other things that aren't metroidvanias and stuff like that I just I was very disappointed by this all
3: right well like I said I'm sure you guys are gonna talk about it. I know so Mike Mike's been playing it right Mike Mike's been sitting in here the whole time and he's, I, we, he's we asked it. him in the ad and nothing he said anyway this is
1: like so been... Mike and I've been playing it I really really enjoyed. it I'm much higher than everybody on this panel I do agree it's probably an eight I've enjoyed the incredible color I enjoy the journey it's a solid time and i really really like it we'll talk more on the Xcast. cast
3: you can get that Xcast cast when it records live patreon.com slash kind of funny games friday oh, it's big x cast this week youtube.com slash kind of funny uh games saturday you ain't kidding gary uh gary i can't wait to see what else you guys have up your sleeve for that Xcast. cast but friday is so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grop shops where would i go
0: first of all let me say that on the back of this segment i'll be oh, able gosh. to add to this because i have my own announcement. As you know, Greg, we talked about this prior to the show. I, am re- I, I tweeted out earlier today that if you thought the Activision Blizzard news was the Jesus biggest Christ. gaming news of the week, wait until you see what I've got for you uh, later. I, I, I can now officially announce, because we've got like 4,000 4, people in the chat, big news day, might as well do it today, that uh, I am releasing my first ever game this week. Me and, my, me and my good friend, Adam Nickerson, creator of such hits as Ding Dong XL, yeah. have collaborated on a game which will be released uh, maybe as early as today, uh, certainly this week. It's free to play, no microtransactions, no NFTs, none of that bullshit. Uh, and so follow me at, uh, at Gary Witter on Twitter for the announcement, which could Wait, be coming- Wait, that was it? You're imminently. not even announcing it now? No, 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 the, the, the announcement's going to come. This is announcing the announcement, which will be, which will be on Twitter. I can't announce it yet because I don't I don't have okay. the live link for you to go get the game, sure. but I'll, I'll have that later. And that's when we'll that's when we'll do it. All right. Uh, I can't wait to see what I mean. Do you, me to, I mean do you want me? Do you want me? Do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, break that news. All right. So, you know, okay, how we all- it's a
3: game that might be coming out today.
0: Uh, it might come out. I mean, I, I have it on my phone right now. Could, I, mean, well, I, think, on, I, I think Adam just, just needs to press the button. Do,
3: let's just do this in line with the show. Gary, I can't wait to find out what your game is, but that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what's coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go?
0: The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday.
3: Yeah! Out today, maybe, is Gary Winna's game. What are you talking about, Gary?
0: It's maybe today. I think it'll certainly be this week. So, you know, we all like Wordle, right? We're all big fans of Wordle. We all love Wordle. Um, Adam and I um, came up with an idea. Uh, later today, we'll be, we will be, really, just, like, just like Wordle, it will be totally free. It'll be in your web browser. You'll be able to go get it. There won't be, there's no like apps. There's no subscription or anything. You'll just play it for free the way that you played uh, Wordle. Uh, our version of it is called Crudle. Uh, it's basically Wordle, but um, it only, only does swear words. Uh, so we had a lot of fun putting together the dictionary for it. Sure. And, um, you know, you'll be able to tweet your results and everything, just like you can do with, um, with, uh, with Wordly, but you know, it has really, really, some really, really good words in it. And, um, coming up with a list of five letter swear words was, was a lot of fun. Uh, and Adam's done a good job programming it. And uh, it's our little tribute to Wordle. And if there's a word that made you, you know, uh, giggle, uh, as an eight year old or a 10 year old or whatever, it's probably in our dictionary. And uh, we'll be uh, again. Follow me at, uh, at Gary Witter on Twitter, and I'll drop the link for you uh, where you can go play the game. Uh, it's uh, it's live right now. The link is live right now. It just I think Adam's doing a last couple of couple of little tweaks for it, and uh, you know, Crudel will be will be with you. We were going to call it Swerdle, but somebody beat us to that. There's like a janky version called Swerdle out there right now, which is only four letters, and it doesn't work. As Adam's done a really good job. This looks just like Wordle, uh, except again, it's only uh, it's only rude words and uh, i look forward to uh sharing that with you uh very soon
3: well i can't wait gary <laughs> i i can't think of that many <laughs> swear words with, I, uh, are you just you're not pluralizing it's not like fucks, right it's like
0: no there, i mean there there are definitely some we, we definitely had to use some plurals okay. Um, okay but there's a lot but there's a lot of um uh good rude words that are just naturally five letters all right
3: Uh, Also, out today, River City Girls on PS5. Nobody Saves the World. Xbox all around. Xbox Game Pass and PC and the other one there, too. Labyrinth Legends Switch. uh, Drowning Cross Switch. Blacksmith Legends PC. uh, New dates for you. Uh, Dismantle is launching on PlayStation 4 and PS5 tomorrow. The Artful Escape is launching January 25th on Switch and PlayStation. Then have a nice death. Enter Steam Early Access on March 8th. Deals of the day for you. I have that Xbox Game Pass update I've been talking about. Today, of course, you get Rampa Trigger Happy Havoc Anniversary Edition on Cloud, Console, and PC. Nobody Saves the World, Cloud, Console, PC. Then on the 20th, you get Death's Door, Cloud, Console, and PC. Hitman Trilogy, all three of them again. Paparazzi, all three of them again. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, all three of them again. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege Deluxe Edition on PC. Windjammers 2, Cloud, Console, and PC. And then on the 27th, you get Taito no Tasujin, uh, the drum master which i'm sure i butchered there at the, at the very excited
0: episode. about Windjammers too i'm sure you are
3: gary we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games YouTube, uh, podcast, Patreon, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Beneficial says, Microsoft Fiscal 2023 starts in June 2022. Based on the information, the deal will finalize between this June 2022 and June 2023. Just clarifying the timeline for the fiscal years. Thank you. Uh, I don't think that's helpful to what we're talking (laughs) about. That's just editorializing. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Here we go. What are you doing? Um this is interesting. Adam's texting me, I don't think he
0: expected me to actually announce the the game, but I did. Adam Nickerson, you need to
3: understand you can't contain Gary Widda. All right. You want to you want to you want to ride the coattails of Gary with it you got to be ready for them to zig and zag get all over
0: the place. We should have called it Wordle XL or maybe Wordle XXXL. I was going to say triple like Yeah, Wordle You, a- yeah, Wordle you X-X-X-X. got to be careful.
3: I remember this guy in the App Store got in trouble for ripping off. Yeah,
0: well that's but that's that's because he did it in a very cynical way. He tried to he, he literally called it Wordle and tried to monetize it unlike and do it as an app and sell a pro subscription as opposed to us which like the original Wordle is free, web-based and even every time you play a game it, it thanks the creators of Wordle for the inspiration and links you back to Wordle. So rather than trying to plagiarize Wordle and make money off of it, we're actually, um, you know, play, paying tribute to them. Not that they need the help. Obviously, it's a viral sensation. But, you know, I didn't want I, I to do a Wordle clone without, you know, properly attributing, you know, the source, where the idea came from.
3: Well, We'll see about that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... This has been an episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Tomorrow you'll be getting another because it happens each and every weekday. Tomorrow is Blessing and Andy. Thursday it's me and Tim. And then Friday it is Blessing and Tamar Hussein from GameSpot, Giant Bomb, and Kind of Funny. Uh, of course, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, you don't need to go anywhere. Andy and Mike are going to roll in to play some God of War PC after this. If you want to check that out after the fact, you can go to youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. If you want more Greg and Gary, well, we're about to do a post show that you'll be able to get soon on patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games where you can write in to be part of the show. Get the show ad free get to see the x cast when they record on friday get to see PSI i when we record them get to see the games cast we record this afternoon get your name oh right god. on the shows so, much, so much going on kind of games you'd be a fool not to go there however if you have no bucks tossed toss way, we totally understand youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services run the globe each and every weekday. let's see what'll happen tomorrow god only knows in this industry <laughs> but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you